I'm grateful for moments and that we have this moment tonight together. Amen? Time to worship and be with family. We've been thinking for several weeks here at Vertical about what it means to be present in the moment. And so tonight we think about what it means to be Christmas present, to be fully engaged in the moment, to be here right now, not distracted, not somewhere else. And boy, if there's ever been a time in the history of time to be distracted, man, today is it. There's a lot of ways to be somewhere else, though be in the moment. And I'm not talking about just our phones, internet, computer, Facebook, and all that stuff. Those have their lure as well. But I'm talking about something different. I'm talking about what really is sometimes the core of those things. I'm talking about moments where in our head we're somewhere else, in our heart we're somewhere else, where we're living in past guilt We're living in worry about the future. We're living in fear of what could happen next. And when we get into those places, we miss out on the moment. We're somewhere else in our heart. And the beautiful news of the Christmas story is that God became Emmanuel, God with us, in the moment, here, now. So it is important for you and I to make sure we are in the moment, that we take full advantage of meeting Jesus in the moment. I want us to speak, I want to speak to you tonight about a story from Scripture, Luke chapter 2, if you want to turn there in Scripture. And I want to talk to you about tonight the importance of never underestimating a moment when Jesus is in it. Never underestimate a moment when Jesus is in that moment because he will do exceedingly and abundantly more than you could ask or think in that moment when he is believed and trusted. Luke chapter 2 is the story of the birth of Jesus. We're familiar with that story. I want to talk to you about what happens after he was born. You see, after Jesus was born, Mary and Joseph began to raise him. They began to teach him. They began to live their life with him. Jesus had been birthed through her, and now they would live with him present in their moment. So Luke chapter 2 tells a story about a month or so after he was born. Mary and Joseph do what they were supposed to do as Jews in the day. They were supposed to take their newborn son to the temple where an offering would be given and he would be presented to the Lord as a way of saying, God, this is our firstborn that you gave us. We present him to you. They were doing what they were supposed to do. They were doing what the traditions had told them to do. They were doing what they had seen done, and they were following in those same footsteps. The only difference was in this moment, they were bringing Jesus into the moment. Mm. They were going to walk into the temple. They were going to walk into this holy place, and they were going to have Jesus with them in the moment. So tonight, I start in verse 23, and it says, and behold... There was a man in Jerusalem 
whose name, I'm sorry, I'm in 25, whose name was Simeon. And this man was just and devout, waiting for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit was upon him. Now, it's interesting, here's Mary and Joseph and Jesus going to the temple, yet we're reading a story about another man who seems disconnected from the story in the moment, who seems to have no connection with Mary and Joseph and Jesus. And he doesn't have a connection yet. Yet here we read about him. Do you know that God will sometimes bring... Let me rewind that say that again. God will bring people into your path that you hadn't planned on. Not just sometimes, but if anybody comes into your path, it's someone he planned for you to have in your path. And this man, Simeon, is about to have an intersection with Mary and Joseph and Jesus, and there's about to be a moment. You ever had a moment? A moment you weren't planning on? A moment where all of a sudden you were filled with laughter, maybe you were filled with tears, maybe you were filled with grief, maybe you were filled with wonder. This is about to happen. There's a man named Simeon. He's living in Jerusalem. He's a man who has faith. He's a man who walks in the comfort of God, in the peace of God. And he's a man who listens to the Holy Spirit speaking to him. Verse 26 says, and it had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. Now, not everyone in this day believed that there would be a savior like Jesus born. But this man did. And he knew from what he had read in scripture, he knew from his faith that he would one day be born. And he would one day come into the temple with his parents who would bring him. And he wanted to see him. He wanted to see this baby. He wanted to see the Savior. This is what his life had been about. This is what he longed for. This is what he hoped for. This is what he prayed for. Have you ever had something you longed for and it hasn't happened yet? Have you ever had a moment where you've prayed and waited and you thought it was about to come to pass, but you weren't sure it was? That's where this man is. He has a hope. He has a dream. He's got a longing. It's something he's prayed for. He's waited. And on this day, when he got up, he felt this impression. I should go to the temple today. I don't know exactly why. I don't know who's going to be there. But I just sense from God, I need to get to the temple. And so he goes to the temple and he has this promise in his heart. He's got this faith stirring in him. I'm going to see the Lord's anointed one. I'm going to see the Christ. I'm going to see the Savior. I'm going to see the one who's come to set us free. Verse 27. So he came by the Spirit into the temple. He's directed by God. He's working off of an impulse from God. He's working on a motivation that God's given him because that's what God does for those who trust him. He'll give you some leading. He'll give you some guiding. He'll give you some direction. And it says, And when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him according to the custom of the law, they meet Simeon. Intersection, Mary, Joseph, Jesus, Simeon. Simeon with all of his hopes and dreams and longings and prayers, 
Mary and Joseph and Jesus with a future in front of them, uncertainty about what this all means, promises from an angel holding the Christ child, maybe a little nervous about the future, maybe a little nervous about what all that's going to unfold in their lives, and their two paths intersect in this moment. I have to wonder what that moment was like. We don't have a lot of definition from Scripture here about the moment. What we do know is that when their paths cross, Simeon is overwhelmed. Simeon reaches out. Simeon takes this baby into his arms, and it says, and he blessed God. Simeon knew this is the moment. This is what I've been waiting for. This is the one I've prayed for. Here he is. He is a baby, and he's beautiful. He has a moment right there. He stirred deeply. Everything that he's longed for, prayed for, is here in this baby, and he has a moment. I love the fact that it says that he blessed God in this moment. His heart is moved and stirred, and it so moves him, it so stirs him that he has to say something. He has to overflow something. He can't keep it in any longer. He gets moved and has to say it, and he says this in verse 29. Lord, now you are letting your servant depart in peace according to your word, for my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared before the face of all people's a light to bring revelation to the Gentiles and the glory of your people, Israel. Simeon says, this is him. This is the one. This is the one God had told us about for generations. This is the one in whom all the promises were fulfilled. This is the one that all of the law prepared us for. This is the one that all of the sacrifices pictured. This is the one who's come to bring light to the world. This is the one who's come to set us free. This is the one who will redeem us from our sins. And I love the fact that Simeon, in this moment, is fully in the moment. Can you imagine if he had been standing there and Mary and Joseph come in and Simeon does this and they pass right on by? Can you imagine if Simeon was standing there and he's consumed with his own guilt of his past, his own grief of his sins, and he's so consumed with it that he doesn't even see Mary and Joseph walk by. Can you imagine if Simeon had been there consumed with his own bitterness and anger that he had taken this long, that he hadn't seen anything yet and his prayers hadn't been answered yet and he's frustrated and he's there and he's wondering what's going on. Can you imagine if he had been so consumed with himself in that moment that he missed Jesus when he came by? Are you getting nervous about my shoe being untied? I am. So... I'm going to take a moment and tie it, if that's all right, since we have this moment. Thank you, thank you. Simeon takes it all in and says, this, this is my moment. 
This is the moment. This is what we have waited for. This is who we have prayed for. This is the glory of Israel. This is who will set us free. And while he's saying all of this, standing there also are Mary and Joseph. Two very young, very inexperienced parents. Two people inexperienced at marriage. It takes a while to get some experience at marriage, right? Yeah. And if you're like me, almost 30-something years in, there's sometimes I still think, and I need some more experience at this. Here is this young couple, and they are watching and they are listening to all that's being said about their baby. Which, by the way, Mary handed over to Simeon. You know the feeling, young moms. It's your baby. You're going over to the family's house. You've come to church with your baby for the first time. And you know what people are going to want to do. They're going to want to hold your baby. And you're like, uh-uh. If you notice, young moms, when they come into church with the fir- for the first time with their baby, they've got in one of these sling things. I'm just going to tell you up front, that means back off. It should be just printed on the side there, but I'm, if you hadn't noticed, that's what that means. Okay? So there you go. <laughs> there you go. Just thought I'd toss that on out there. So here's Mary, new baby, promise of God, has come by miracle conceived by God in her while a virgin holding this baby and she hands him over to Simeon, a man they did not know. And he erupts in worship and overflows with gratefulness. So like I said, Mary and Joseph are standing there and they're listening to all that's happening. Verse 33 says this, And Joseph and his mother marveled at those things which were spoken of him. You talk about some parents who are having one of those proud moments, who are having one of those grateful moments. This is it, because this man is speaking truth. This man has been touched. This man is speaking worship because of their son. It says, then Simeon blessed them and said to Mary, his mother, behold, this child is destined for the fall and rising of many in Israel and for a sign which will be spoken against, yes, a sword will pierce through your own soul also that the thoughts of many may be revealed. In other words, Simeon is saying, ma'am, this baby right here, I don't know if you realize this baby is the promise of God. This baby is all we have been praying for. This baby is going to change the nation. This baby is going to change the future. This baby is going to bring many down who have lifted themselves up. This baby is going to see many lifted up who have been put down. And this baby will change the world. And in all of this, Mary and Joseph 
are marveling. They are soaking it all in. And he's very straight with her and says, And Mary, ma'am, a sword will pierce your own soul as well because what's ahead for him is difficult. What's ahead for him is challenging. But it is through him being pierced that we all will be saved. And it's a beautiful word of hope in a moment. It just reminded me of some things I want to pass along to all of us tonight as we seek to make the most of this time and this moment. So as you have time with family tonight and tomorrow in the next couple of days, don't be afraid to bring Jesus into the moment. This is not the time to shy away. This is not the time to think you need to be politically correct. You see, Jesus came to correct the political, not to be politically correct. Amen? So don't be afraid of bringing Jesus into the moment. You see, Mary and Joseph were bringing Jesus into the temple, the very temple where he would be rejected and despised and cast aside, the very place where they would determine that he needed to be crucified, and they were bringing him into that place. Do not be afraid to bring Jesus into your moments. When you have a conversation at Christmas, when you're about to pray, when you're about to eat, make sure you pray. Make sure you thank God for his son, Jesus. Don't be afraid to bring Jesus into the moment. That's what Mary and Joseph did. And when you do, or if someone else does, make sure you recognize the moment. Simeon didn't ignore the moment. He recognized the moment and said, oh, this is the child. So when you're having a family gathering and someone brings Jesus into the moment, recognize that. Respect that. I untied my shoe again. How that keeps happening recognize Jesus in the moment. Talk about him. Talk about what he's done in your life this year. Talk about where you're walking with him this year. And if you say, I don't know where he is right now, then say that. Bring it into the moment and say you're seeking Jesus in the moment. Don't be afraid to bring him into the moment. Recognize him in the moment. And encourage Jesus in someone else in the moment. Simeon didn't make that all about him. He didn't make it all about how he felt, what he wanted, what he had been praying for. When he was finishing giving out some worship, he turned and blessed Mary and Joseph and said, Oh, I've got some things I want to say to you. I don't know if you know what you hold in your arms. I don't know if you realize what you have, but let me tell you, as you move into these next couple of days and someone takes some courage and says, I want to bring Jesus into the conversation, make sure that you encourage Jesus in them. Encourage them. This is a day we all need to be encouraging one another about the power of Christ within us. This is not the day to shirk away, run away, hide away. This is the time to stand bold in our faith for what we believe and confess about who Jesus is. Amen? So let us do that. Let us bring him into the moment. Let us recognize him into the moment. And let us encourage one another in the moment. Tell somebody where you see Jesus in them. 
tell somebody they have hope because they have in them the one who can change the nations. Tell someone they should be encouraged because he is for them and not against them. Speak some hope to them. Jesus would say about himself, he would say that he had life and had come to give us life. And we would know from Scripture that his life would be the light of men. He would be what gives us our passion, our direction, our hope, our guidance. And so when we gather on nights like this, we are gathering to encourage one another. We're gathering to find the most of Jesus in the moment. You received a candle when you came in. I'd like you to go ahead and take that candle now. Because in just a moment, I'm going to light this candle. And I'm going to light someone else's candle. And I want you to share your light with the person next to you. And soon this room will be filled with light. Because we chose to do the work of sharing light with someone else. Would you bow your heads with me? Father, tonight I thank you that while we were in our sin, while we were in our shame, you sent your son so that we might have hope, that we might have peace, that we might have our sins forgiven, that we might have a future and a hope. I thank you that for those who now believe that in us has been born a new life. Jesus is with us. Jesus is in us. And I pray we would share him with those around us this season, this moment. We are grateful and pray in Jesus' name.